welcome back to the Creative Cast. Happy New Year, first of all. I am so excited to be back here on the podcast and, of course, having you join me this week. So if you are new around here, I just wanted to stop and take a minute to introduce myself. First of all, I am so happy that you are here joining us. I am Tammy Munson, host of The Creative Cast, but I'm also a podcast editor, producer, and coach. So a little bit about me, I've been doing this for about 15 or so years, and I am a mom. I'm, my kids are grown, so I'm an empty nester, and I happen to live in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. (laughs) So it is very cold here today, so, but we're going to power through. And since it is a new year, I thought, let's go ahead and make some changes for the new year. Don't worry, I'll still be sharing all my tips and tricks for the podcast, but I'm also going to start sharing about a couple of different topics related to the business of having a podcast, as well as a few things for the creative entrepreneur out there. So looking ahead, I'm very excited about the new year. I think 2022 is going to be an amazing year. I know a lot of people probably won't agree with me about saying that out loud. Let's just go in quietly and nobody touch anything kind of thing. (laughs) Especially after the start of 2021, it was a little crazy, but I think that this year is going to be just absolutely amazing. And I personally am looking very forward to it. So let's get in today's episode. So today we are going to talk about having an accessible podcast and being as inclusive as possible with your podcast. Now, I've been wanting to do an episode like this for a while now because this one is really personal for me. As I have mentioned numerous times before, one of my passions is advocating for the special needs community. As many of you know, my oldest daughter, Kirsten, has some special needs. And as a special needs adult, there are some significant issues that she faces on a day-to-day basis. She has a brain injury as well as some vision issues and some minor cognitive issues because of that. So I'm really sensitive to some of these things that I think could easily be added to or enhanced to allow the special needs community, the low vision community, the part of hearing and deaf community to be more inclusive of podcasts. So let's just jump right in, shall we? Okay, so every podcaster wants as many people as possible to listen to their episodes on their podcast, right? I mean, that's like one of the main goals. That's one of the main questions I get. How do I get more listeners? How do I get more subscribers? And so we craft our content in a way that's going to meet the needs of our listeners. And also to tell a great story. You guys know I'm, I'm all about telling a story or crafting a podcast in a way that tells the story. Because stories are powerful. And if you're not doing that, then that's exactly what you should be doing. But another question I was thinking about is... Is your podcast accessible to the special needs community? And I would venture to say probably not. So there are several things that you can do to make your podcast more inclusive of this community. 
So first, let's talk about podcast artwork. Now, most people they create their podcast artwork when they're launching their podcast. And they don't ever really think about it again. Some podcasters change their artwork week to week, depending on the kind of podcast they have, the format in which they deliver, the frequency, things like that. You have artwork, whether it's changed every week or not, that goes with every episode to promote and maybe even give previews of the upcoming show. Now. Depending on the colors, the fonts, the element sizes contained within your artwork, it may be difficult to perceive that artwork by a person with different disabilities. So the Web Content Accessibility Guidelines, the WCAG, has a set of criteria that talks specifically about color contrast of images. And text because that's really important for those who have vision issues. So basically, the main things that they talk about, and I, don't worry, I'm gonna drop the link in the show notes for you. But one of the main things is the large text has to have a minimum contrast ratio of three to one, and text on a colored background or image must observe a contrast ratio of 4.5 to one at a minimum. There's always exceptions to this, and purely decorative elements are not required to have any content. Now, I know this all sounds very technical about contrast ratio and what is that, and no worries, I gotcha. There are free tools online to check the contrast ratio. So there is a website called Polypane. Again, I'll drop the link in the show notes that has a color contrast checker. And the OSS image color checker. That's O as in Oscar S S. And they have an easy resource to ensure that your text meets that minimum contrast ratio. Again, it's all going to go in the show notes for you, so you can go over to Tammy Munson Creative forward slash episode thirty six, and you will find them all right there for you. Now, a lot of times, what people are doing is they're putting descriptions in. For podcasts, you see a lot of times in people's Instagram posts, they'll have you know since Instagram is very visual, they'll have their main caption, and then underneath it says image description, and it gives a description of what that image is, and that's another way to be accessible with your social media, especially if you are promoting your podcast and things like that. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is your podcast production itself. Now. Accessibility of your episodes most of the time are an afterthought, but really they should be something that you're thinking about constantly during production. So let's take your your content first of all. So whether your podcast is scripted or it's purely spontaneous or some version of that, you want to make sure that you're conveying information at a level that is understandable. So this is where knowing your audience really comes into play. Now this this tip is twofold because it will not only serve the people with learning or cognitive disabilities, but also the public at large, depending on what you're talking about. So if you're, let's say you're talking about something really technical, or you're talking about let's say something medical with the large medical terms or jargon that is specific to an industry that. The general public may not understand. These are some of the things that we're talking about. 
So when you're writing your script or your outline, I want you to take this into consideration that it is estimated over half of American adults read and comprehend at the eighth grade level. Not everybody, but most of the general public is at that level. So before recording, you may want to look at running your show copy through a readability scanner and then maybe simplify it from there. If you know your audience really, really well, you will already kind of have a handle on this. But if you're just still figuring out your audience, you're not really sure, whatever that may be, that may be a really good idea for you to do to make sure that you're not only hitting the right audience with the content you're providing, but you're also making things accessible for your special needs community listeners. Now, the other thing is let's talk about music. Now, your podcast music, the main reason for it, it sets the tone and sometimes serves as a narrative purpose. However, if it's being played underneath dialogue or there's that music bed running underneath your spoken word, that could be a disruptive barrier for individuals with auditory processing issues. And even just for those who maybe are listening to podcasts at speeds other than the normal speed, remember, accessibility helps everybody. So you may want to be really listening to make sure that your words are well understood, the music is not too loud, it's more on the low side, you know, even if it's so that your spoken word is is at a higher level than your your music level. And if you have any questions about this, I want you to go ahead and email me at Tammy at TammyMunsonCreative.com and I will answer all of your technical questions when it comes to this. The other thing I want to bring up before we get into some of the other things is accessible features should not be held ransom behind a paywall. If an accessible version is being made, it needs to be widely distributed. Now, with the rise of Patreon and Patreon type of exclusive content, I really want to emphasize that any accessible features shouldn't be sitting behind some sort of paywall where they have to pay in order to get that. That should be made accessible. And now I'm not saying don't do Patreon. I'm not saying don't do subscription-based type of content where you get exclusive t- content where maybe you're taking a deeper dive from your main podcast episode. You're providing extra things. That's not what I'm saying at all. If that's what you want to do and you have the community built for it, absolutely, you go right ahead. But if we're talking about accessibility features and that version is being made, then it should be distributed to the wider free audience. Okay, the next thing is transcripts. Now, you guys know I've talked about them before and... I've talked about how important it is for SEO and embedding it within your website and all the reasons why you should be doing that. But I wanted to mention again, but I wanted to mention it again because it's really so important for accessibility. Now, because this is one of the most well-known and most important criteria for accessibility, if you don't transcribe your podcast or have some sort of transcript available, 
then your content is inaccessible to individuals with hearing impairments and certain cognitive disabilities. Whether they're deaf, hard of hearing, they have a brain injury, whatever the case may be, that may be really difficult. So for example, with my daughter, with her vision issues, sometimes she has a hard time reading certain words on certain backgrounds. Where if the background is highlighted, then she can much more easily see that. And certain transcription players allow for that. But with quality transcripts, your audience is going to be learning your language. And they're going to be able to follow along and really enjoy your content. Now, like I said, transcripts help improve your SEO and your discoverability in search engines. So really, this is a win-win. Now, Recently, marketing expert Merrill Evans, who happens to be deaf, explained that there's a huge difference between good captions and auto-craptions. Those are her words, not mine, (laughs) y'all. And here's why. So if you choose an AI software like, let's say, otter.ai. Now, otter does a great job of transcribing that. It's relatively inexpensive, and a lot of people use it. But it doesn't do a great job of the transcriptions themselves. They interpret words differently, especially if you have a Southern accent. It's a mess, y'all. Seriously, seriously a mess. Now, if you're, if you're using something like that, you definitely want to look at the final product, review it, and edit it before that episode is published and before the transcription is published on your website. So some podcasters opt for human-generated transcriptions through some sort of service or a virtual assistant. Now, all these are viable options, and the one that you select will determine on basically your personal bandwidth and your budget. Now, once you have your transcript and you want to make it time-stamped, you can make it available in a corresponding blog. You can drop it in the show notes with a link. You can have it as a PDF download. And if you publish podcasts on YouTube or any other video hosting service like that, you can enable your transcripts there as well. Now, one of my favorites and quite honestly, I think the best transcription service out there is something called Podscribe. Now, a couple of my clients use it. I personally love it. Their transcription is good. They have an ability to have a human person go through and edit it. And you can also go edit it yourself. Now, one of my clients is a medical professional. So some of the transcriptions that the human side does for her, the words don't aren't quite right. And so someone does have to go through and make sure that, that they're right and then they can edit it as necessary. But the thing that is the coolest thing about all of this is they provide an embeddable player that will not only play the audio, it will show the words highlighted within the player. You can search for different things in there. You can subscribe to the podcast from there. You can download the transcription. There's lots and lots of options as opposed to just a link or a PDF or something like that. So definitely want to check them out. I will put that link in the show notes for you. If you decide to do anything, transcriptions are going to be the best bet. Now let's talk about website for just a minute, okay? Now the website is probably the biggest lift for most podcasters and creators. 
And having an accessible website is really at the core of the movement to be digitally accessible to all. And it was really the reason why the web content and accessibility guidelines were created. There are literally dozens of individual criteria, many requiring expertise in design and coding and things like that. But there are still a handful of requirements that you can address with very little or even no knowledge of coding. So if you're unsure where to start and you don't really feel comfortable digging into the technical side of things yourself, there are many accessibility services out there, ranging from auditing or reporting services to consultants to even full-service accessible web design shops. One thing I forgot to mention is along with transcriptions, your social is also one really important tool in order to be accessible. So whether you're publishing an audiogram or some sort of audio snippet, you should include captions or some sort of transcript. So Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube all support uploading a SRT transcript file. On Instagram, the best practice is to embed the transcript within the video. And you can easily do this by adding captions in your audiogram. So if you're not sure how to do that, it's super easy with services like Headliner or Wave. I personally use Wave. I'll drop the link in the show notes for you. It's amazing. You create a graphic, you upload the graphic, you upload the audio, you add the captions, you can edit right there save, you've got your file, you upload it to Instagram. Easy peasy, right? Okay, like I said, it doesn't take much time to make your podcasts accessible, but I guarantee you that the special needs community will be grateful that you chose to include them in this because quite honestly, a lot of people don't and they would love to listen to podcasts. You know, and if they have hearing issues, then that might be, that's a barrier they, that they can't do. So I want you to think about making it accessible or as accessible as possible. And if you have any specific questions, please feel free to reach out to me, Tammy at TammyMunsonCreative.com. Now, also, I need y'all to do me a favor. I would absolutely love it. If you would go rate and review the podcast, if you haven't done so already, even if you have done so, I would love to know what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, topics you'd like to hear about, things like that, okay? And if you could share this episode with just two friends, because the more you leave reviews and share about the show, the more people it helps to find out about the creative cast. Now, the top of the show, I mentioned going to be making a few changes in 2022. So here's here comes one of the new things we're going to do. So starting next Monday, so one of the things that we're going to implement throughout 2022 and beyond is doing a series on a particular topic. Because a lot of times I find we start a topic, we kind of get into it superficially, but it really requires a much deeper dive. So from time to time, we'll be doing series on particular topics. So we're gonna start that next Monday on a two-part series about having a funnel for your podcast marketing efforts. 
And so this particular one will be broken up into two parts. So the first part will be next Monday. The second part will be the following Monday. If you're out there wondering, why do I need a marketing funnel for my podcast? Or what is a marketing funnel? How do I create one? I'm going to give you all the details on that. And this is especially good for those podcasters who are just starting out. Again, if you don't have one, you don't know what one is, you want to set up one, whatever the case may be, I want you to tune in over the next two weeks where I'm going to walk you through all the steps on how to do it, why you should do it, all those kinds of things. Ladies, thank you for joining me again this week. I am so glad that you are taking the time to invest not only in yourselves, but into your podcast so that you can make it better. You know that I believe in each and every one of you. I say it all the time. Y'all are my heroes. I believe that the inexperience and the production fatigue and the intimidating tech shouldn't hold you back from accomplishing your goals. So let's walk through the journey together so that you can spend less time worrying about all the details and all the tech and all the things. And you can spend more time spreading your message, telling your story, and sharing God's word. So I hope that you have a great day, and I will talk to you guys next Monday. Bye, y'all.